0: Rancho Radio 92.9 K-S-K. We are brought to you this morning by United Plumbing and Heating, TJ's Evergreen Herbal Market, and Pam Harris's Pequail Realty in Rio Rancho. It is time to find out what is
1: going on in the City of Vision with our mayor, Greg Hull. Good morning, Mayor. Well, good morning, Derek, and good morning, everybody out there. I am Rio Rancho and everywhere else listening this morning. Thank you for joining us. We certainly appreciate it. And uh, as always, if you don't have time to listen to the full radio show this morning, we will be uploading this to the podcast later today so you can come back and catch anything you might have missed. do encourage you to share that podcast on any social media you might have so that we can get more and more information out to uh, the citizens of Rio Rancho about all the great things that are happening in the city because there is a lot going on. And uh, so that's Greg Hull, mayor of Rio Rancho podcast on Spotify and that's where you'll hear Derek and myself talking about all the great things going on. So, important thing that I need to uh, touch on as we get started this morning, I have to welcome one of Rio Rancho's newest citizens. Our granddaughter was born this past Thursday. Yes, what is her name? Her name is Cohen and uh, Cohen Camacho and I will have to say they technically live just barely inside of Albuquerque. So, <laughs> but, uh, close enough, close yeah, enough. Uh, okay. you know, they, they live within a stone's throw from our house. But, uh, that being said, we are very excited to welcome baby Cohen into the world and we're excited and she's a beautiful little girl and. Very excited about that. So that was an exciting week for us. And I touched on it last week. So we were off and running with uh, grandchild number eight, you know, but the scary thing is, is that this past weekend, our grandson, our oldest grandson who had his birthday the day before Cohen was born. So we've got a lot of birthdays right there in the April 12th, April 13th area. Right. What's a little horrifying to me is as a grandfather, I've got a grandson that's now 18 years oh. old. I've got a grandchild that's a, a An legal adult. adult. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my goodness. You know, where does the time go? And you're thinking, okay, so I've got one that's 18 and they go back all the way to just a couple of days old now. So <laughs> it's, yeah. Yeah, anyway. Wait but it's till you're a great grandpa. How you? Oh, feel? see, let's not press that one along because. <laughs> You know, that could happen anytime soon, you know, as things would have it. But exciting times, and certainly we are blessed. Uh, Carrie and I are so very happy, and we're also obviously happy for our daughter and son-in-law and their new baby girl. So very exciting times for sure. But that being said, we did have a few things going on this uh, past weekend. We had a pretty cool ribbon-cutting. This ribbon cutting was basically one business owner, but four businesses moving their corporate location into the city. And so we're very excited to welcome Pizza 9, moved their corporate headquarters into the city of Rio Rancho. Fundaxi, which is a fundraising organization, is owned by the same individual. That was moved into the city of Rio Rancho. Revel Burger which we don't have a Revel Burger yet, I don't think. Uh, As I drive around, I'm pretty sure we don't. I don't Uh, think we have a Rio Rancho, but that may be coming. Yes, uh, (laughs) but their corporate offices are now here, so looking forward to possibly seeing a Revel Burger. And then the same individual owns Cello Grill, which we're hoping they'll bring Cello Grill up to Rio Rancho as well. So if you haven't ever been to Cello Grill, it's a great little place to eat. But same guy, uh, the same gentleman, the same organization, owns all four of those brands. And we do have a
0: pizza nine. Yes, we do.
1: So it's great to have that organization up here in the city of Rio Rancho and having their corporate offices here and employing people here. And that really helps. Once again, if there are people that work there that live in Rio Rancho, they get to kind of stay here and they don't have to cross the river to get to work. And it creates jobs right here in the city of Rio Rancho. So very excited about welcoming The corporate offices, once again, a Pizza Nine, Fandaxi, Revel Burger, and Cello Grill here into the city of Rio Rancho. Very exciting stuff. And once again, now that they're in the city, uh, we'll be pursuing those two other brands to see if we can (laughs) get them to build some stuff somewhere in the city. That'll be great.
0: And as I recall, they're right behind us here. uh,
1: Yeah, not too far from here. Back on Jackie Road. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. There's an office warehouse building back on Jackie. Right. And they uh, that became available and they hopped on the opportunity to get that right back off the market. Commercial space is pretty much at a premium right now and Rancho. There's not a lot of vacancies as you drive around the city. And if you do see some vacancies around the city, well, we've been teasing for a while that we're probably going to be making some announcements. So, uh, we've got a lot of people looking at the vacancies up here in Rio Rancho. And, uh, we're very excited about some of the brands that are circling the waters right now. And if we can get them to land and go, that'll be just fantastic once again, when we announce these things, (laughs) remember, we don't choose the location as the city, the investors choose the location.
0: But if I was a builder, and I'm sure I'm not telling them anything they don't know, but we could use some more commercial (laughs) centers
1: here. Commercial warehouse, commercial, retail, commercial, you name it, we could use more of it. Absolutely. And right now, we are seeing an uptick in interest in that particular area. And there are a few people building a couple of commercial buildings around the city and believe it or not some of the ones that are under construction right now they're not even finished and they're already leased yeah I believe Uh, it yeah they're they're really doing kind of the build a suit thing on most of this stuff because people are ready to go but if you go out and start it you'll probably have a tenant pretty fast a lot of activity going on around the city, hoping to make some great announcements here coming up really soon on some other businesses that will be coming to the City of Vision. So we're very excited about that. Oh, I meant uh, to mention on the corner of
0: Northern and 528, there's a building going up there. I noticed that, and I know
1: because they're a sponsor, that is a new car wash. Collection. Yes, it is. Absolutely. And obviously, we enjoy development where we can get it. And I know there's a lot of discussion around the car washes. I don't know what the uptick is, but we've got a lot of them going on yeah. in the city Must have right a lot now. of dirty cars in Well, we do. We should have the cleanest cars in the state here pretty soon. But uh, well, you in, know, in, in all fairness... Yeah,
0: there's, what, 100,000 people in Rio Rancho? There are. And how many
1: car washes? Well, right now, so. functioning car washes that are inside the city limits that are automatic car washes, there's only two. Yeah. Um, so,
0: out of a hundred thousand people, would you say
1: there's maybe twenty, twenty-five thousand cars? Oh, I would push that to sixty thousand registered cars. Okay, you know, somewhere in yeah. that range. Now,
0: I can't use it because on a KDSK van, the car wash would take the the, the stickers, the off. wrap off. Yeah. Right but a lot of people do. I I don't think they would be building those if they weren't making money.
1: Well, it's a market decision, absolutely. They came in, they did some market research, and they thought, well, if we build this, we can make some money off of it. And that's, once again, not necessarily a city decision. That's when you get into C1 zoning, if your property, if you own property and it's zone C1, a car wash is actually a designated item It's an allowable item in that zoning, right? Well,
0: let's look at it the other way. Let's say I wanted to put in a car wash and you went to the business owner and said, No, I never use a car wash, so no, I want something in that corner that I use. Would we really want that?
1: No. No, because that would be government really kind of overreaching or picking winners and losers if you would have it. When they buy the property, if they decide that, you know, hey, I can make money doing it this way, then that's the decision they're going to make. But when you think about it, I know there tends to be some chatter around, well, is, is car washes the only thing that's happening in the city of Rio Rancho. And I know that it's easy to kind of say, oh, I I don't know this, that, or the other, as far as who's come into the city of Rio Rancho. But I can tell you just in the last eight years, nine years that I've been in office, we have just seen just an incredible amount of businesses come into the city of Rio Rancho from like natural grocers. We had the new Walmart neighborhood market that came in since I've been in there, the Pizza Nine, has come in. We've seen Whiptail come in. We've seen PetSense come in. We've seen businesses like the new Car Crafters come in. As you go down the list, I'm kind of thinking to some of the different ones.
0: Well, with car crafters, though, it's like it never happened. (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) But to the free market, you look at, okay, there's a car wash that used to be behind Taco Bell. Right. And that property was better used, just because, I guess, of access, as a Dunkin' Donuts. Right, So they tore it down and put up. Exactly. But the city didn't have anything to do with it other
1: than approving it. But, I mean, that that was free
0: market uh, use of the
1: property. Absolutely. Free market use and... We've seen Loveless UNM, Outpatient Rehabilitation come in, Barrow Dance Studios, O'Reilly Auto Parts, The Hopper, Absolute Chiropractics, Kaylin's Southern Cajun Foods, mm, if you yeah, haven't tried them. I have been there, yeah. Mailprint Ship Shop, The Chill Zone, Frozen Yogurt has come in, going Church's Chicken, a new Starbucks Coffee, The Natural Grocers, I think I said that, a couple of new uh, Verizon stores, Murphy's Express, Popeye's Chicken. The rio rancho dunkin donuts and uh, m f auto sales and Westside glass just a ton of different uh, businesses that have come in yep. that's just skinning the the yeah. surface i was
0: gonna say you forgot one
1: which oh kdsk yeah that's right KDSK. <laughs> we can since you've been in office exactly the fish factory swim school advantage assisted living las bronza preschool uh, clear sky uh, rehabilitation has come in morning star assisted living has come in and I can just keep going on and on and on on the various different businesses that have come in faux garden was one of the new ones and we could just continue like say just go on and on and on there's been literally hundreds of businesses that have Brew come lab in I blue lab in 101 it. came in since I've been in office absolutely the new fizz drinks oh that's right you know yeah. And on the bigger scale, I know those are some smaller businesses, but New Mexico Orthopedics built a new building here in Rio Rancho in the last, uh, you know, eight years. And then we had uh, Safe Light Auto Glass that came in. We had uh, a couple other large job creators that came in, like NTX Bio, some really substantial businesses that came in. Very high tech. And uh, when you think about it also, you know, UNM added the Orthopedic Center of Excellence. So, we can go on and on and on about the businesses that have come into the city of Rio Rancho, along with, yes, some car washes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the percentage of other businesses to car washes is exponentially higher. And so you always want to say, you know, be careful, because the one thing we want to do is we want to be grateful when these investors come in and go, ah, you know, well, we didn't really want that. Oh, and another one that came in that's been highly popular is Stripes Burrito, if you haven't tried that out, Christian Brothers Automotive. I can continue down the line. Once again, Chick-fil-A came in since I've been in office. So as we just think about some of the businesses that have popped up here, there, and uh, all over the place, Rear Rancho has really lighted up, if you will. There's been a lot of improvements made to the city of Rear Rancho over the last nine years in the business realm. And well, even McDonald's has added another building you know, that's right. uh, at Northern right. and Unser yeah. right there. There's some other businesses that are looking at going right in that particular area as well. well that, that whole area is going to start to burgeon and bloom.
0: I wonder if that'll happen at Northern and 528 now that there's something on that corner, maybe something else. They're bringing cars in now to get washed. Yeah, Might be worth putting a business next to that and pull some of those cars over for something else.
1: Absolutely. that That's always the potential there. Absolutely. And you think about some of the other stuff that's been expanded over the years, for example, a homegrown business that continues to grow and grow and grow is Edit House Productions, and they've continued to invest Right here in the city of Rio Rancho, you've got Oval Dogs Coffee that's popped up. You've got Deluxe Design. It went from a medium-sized building to a huge building, right? Right. So there's been not only new additions all over the city, but there's also been a huge amount of growth in the existing businesses that are here. When you think about the, the services that they produce, one business really lives and thrives off the other businesses. And just here in our
0: building, uh, there's two businesses that have come in in the last couple of years.
1: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. You see expansions like the retreat back here built a whole other new section across the street. That's that uh, memory care facility back mm-hmm. over here, just mm-hmm. right around the corner here. And you think about some of the other businesses that have continued to grow. Namaste went from that little space to the old Pizza Hut building, and then the Kmart got taken by the Define Fitness, and so there's a new business there. Paying taxes. Exactly, and Elite Physique was a brand new business that came in while I've been in office as well, and that's a homegrown gym and exercise facility right there as well, so you see all these different businesses, and and it just takes a minute for you to kind of stop and pause and look At all the different things that have come and gone. Lily and Liam's Little Bistro. Oh, yeah. Okay. Pinon Coffee House has come in. Taco Cabana. Taco Cabana has come in. All those little
0: businesses over there,
1: the the Matucci's. Uh, Yes. I think I mentioned Matucci's. Once again, when you sit back and you think about it, all the various different businesses that have come in, Doggy Daycare is a new one. Einstein's uh, Bagels. Einstein's Bagels. They can't. Yep, Absolutely. And if you drive up Wellspring Road, there's quite a few businesses. I'm not even naming them off, but yeah. Slim Chickens is about to open. The new Whataburger is looking really amazing. Oh, yeah. oh, and that's right. We got another Whataburger on the north end of town. That's new since I've been in, in office as well. And that's up in the Enchanted Hills area. Mm-hmm. That got put in a few years back. And when you look at Plaza and Enchanted Hills, all the stores in Plaza and Enchanted Hills came in as a result of us promoting economic development in that area. And that was a 50 million dollar initial investment of those businesses to go in there. And since then, they've added Ross Dress for Less. They've added PetSmart up there. They've added Turtle Mountain Brewery. We've added a New Domino's that's up there. We've added Santi's Barbershop, which is a great oh, yeah. local owned, locally owned barbershop. TJ Maxx is in there as well. And uh, oh, what's the craft store? Michael's. Yes. Anyway, see, all the names will start coming back to me as you. Yeah, but uh, that
0: was empty space when you took office.
1: Correct. Well, no, that building didn't exist. That's what I'm saying. There there was was, was uh, an empty lot. Yeah, it was just an empty lot of dirt. Exactly. And so when you think about all of that development just right there, and then, of course, in that general vicinity, you've got yet another defined fitness that was built there, and you've got a new Presbyterian urgent care facility that was built right there. You could just go on and on and on with all the amazing things that have been built over the last eight years. And and it's been impressive. And once again, like I said, I could sit here and go on all day and we're just barely scratching the surface of all the new businesses that have been added in. And I didn't mention every business that was in Plaza and Enchanted Hills, but we do have the new outdoor space called The Block. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) I have to giggle because I saw a post online this is, that was criticizing the city because the construction seemed to be going slow on that space. The city is not the construction company. <laughs> We're not the ones out there building it, right? right? They they hire their own contractors. And once we issue the permits and approve the site plans and all that stuff, their construction companies get rolling and it's up to them. And they're like, well, you know, for a container village, it seems to be taking much longer to build this than a regular building. Well, not necessarily. There's a lot of things that you have to do. And I'm not going to get into whether or not certain construction companies are moving faster than others. That's a private industry deal. So, if there are any questions about the speed of construction, I mean, one of the ones that I'm always still continually scratching my head is the new Pokey Restaurant. They've been seem to be working on that for a few years now, and a lot of people are very excited to have that open, right? So, and I'm hoping that we're going to announce that that's opening very soon. I mean, they repaved the parking lot. They remodeled the building. It looks amazing. So, I'm hoping to see that open up real soon when we get an announcement going on that. So, there's just just a huge amount of stuff going on. And uh, Derek, you and I have talked about it all over the years. I'm sure if we scoured the nine years of radio shows that we've done right here on KDSK, we'd find all kinds of little nuggets because that doesn't include the hundreds and hundreds of at-home business licenses of people that have moved here and they're running their businesses from their home, right? Right. So there's all of that economic activity as well. And mostly those individuals you're going to find are marketing themselves online, right. right? When you hear this and you hear a little nugget of information, remember, I try to get you the real information and it's going to be different probably than what you're going to find on Nextdoor and Facebook. So we want to get you the real information and make sure that we're out there supporting the businesses that are coming to our community and supporting the growth that we're seeing from one end of the city to the other. And with that, speaking of growth and speaking of economics, the city manager, as you know, this past Friday released his version of what we call the city manager's recommended budget. So So that's not the actual budget. That's the budget that you and
0: the city council have to approve.
1: Yes. So there's a couple of steps that go on from here. Number one, I have ten days from the time that I receive this budget. Wow. That's, that's to, like a phone book. Yeah, to read, to read this and, and yes, you're looking at it and it's a three hundred and thirteen page document we're sitting here <laughs> looking at. Yeah. Now, it takes a Whole staff of city employees to put this together in over a three or four or five month period, you know, as they're building this budget. So you
0: basically have to read 30 pages a day.
1: Yes. So (laughs) I have to go through it. I have basically 10 days to go (laughs) go through it. No, but then after that, myself and the city council do go through it pretty much line by line. When I say line by line, that's department by department. Mm -hmm. Um, We'll go through the, the various different highlights of the budget and kind of look through each of the total expenditures and see how those compare to previous years and then scan how the money's being spent, like in payroll or as they call it, personnel services, which is the biggest expenditure in this budget is personnel services represents roughly 70% of the total overall budget. And when you think about personnel services, what are you thinking about? Well, you're thinking about the police officers. You're talking about firefighters. You're talking about Public service workers that are out there sweeping the streets and the guys that and gals that run the snow plows and mow the parks and run the parks and rec programs and run the swimming pools and the lifeguards. And I can keep going on and on and on and on with all the different uh, individuals that are involved in running a city to make sure that we're providing quality services and high levels of quality of life for the citizens of Rio Rancho. And so, as you know, public safety and roads has always been a big deal for me. So, when you look at the executive summary, which, by the way, our city manager's executive summary, I guess you call it that, is 17 pages long. I oh. think <laughs> Last time I looked at it, I think yeah. it was, yeah, 17 pages long, 16. Well, he imagine, cut it down a page, 16 pages.
0: Imagine, though, in the way Rio Rancho is set up, the school district is separate. Imagine if that but had to be on the city's oh, budget. Yeah,
1: yeah, uh, that would be that would be a lot more. <laughs> that would be a lot more. Yeah, mm-hmm. and when you do look at this budget, I've actually had people call me and say, "Hey, I'm looking through this budget. Where do I find the school district's budget? It's not in here. Yeah, it's uh, on the school district. It's it's on the school district's budget, right? So you'd have to go to their website to see that. But Just to give you some of the quick highlights that we're seeing in this particular budget, and these are things that I do support and I will be supporting in my budget response to the city manager's recommendations. And I think city staff has done a very thoughtful job here, but in the area of public safety, we'll be adding a couple new sergeants, some PSA, which is the public safety aides. And those are individuals that assist the uh, city of Rio Rancho Police Department in accident investigations and traffic controls and handling non-emergency calls for service. So adding the PSAs has been a big success for the city of Rio Rancho and for our police department. So we want to continue to push along that. So we've got two sergeants and a public safety aide that's proposed in this particular budget. Also, you're going to see funding to contract for a clinician to support the police department's critical incident team or their CIT team. So we'll be adding that particular position as well, but that'll be just funding to contract for that. And then we'll be looking for a new records management system that's been approved for the police department as part of the FY23 mid-year budget. And there's additional funding that comes in on this new records management system. And that's been called out for as well on the public safety side. And then, of course, in the fire, you and I have talked about this, but here it is for the folks that live out in Mariposa, seven new members of service for the recommissioning of fire station six that was approved as part of the FY23 mid-year budget has been added to the base budget. So additional salary and benefits that go ahead and completely fund all that at this point. So that's seven new members for that fire station that's out in the Mariposa area. And that's, it is right. fire station six, but I'm careful. It is in the Mariposa area, but it's not just Mariposa's fire station. Yeah. That fire station it serves is, that whole area it is sort of the whole area. Yeah. Like Hawk site and Vista Hills and Northern Meadows and some of the areas around there so that that would dispatch to. And then of course it would dispatch to anywhere in the city. If it was a multiple call out, a multiple fire station call out, if you will,
0: major event,
1: right, a real major event, they would bring that out. And then for the fire and rescue department, a new lieutenant position for training necessary to expand the two academies that we're doing each year. So this lieutenant would be assisting in all of that training as well. And then if you look through the city manager's budget, there's a lot of line items here that you can read through. Like additional surveillance equipment, increased budget for tuition to send four new cadets. This is four new officers that will be going there to the Central New Mexico Community College Law Enforcement Academy. So you've got that in there. And uh, you'll notice that the city manager has done a great job breaking this down, essentially category by category. So that was public safety, infrastructure for the public works department, a fleet division manager. So we're trying to expand base level services across the board to make sure we're meeting the needs on the public works side. And a big one here, funding for the neighborhood streets improvement supplemental phase seven 10 miles of funding here, which is $1.5 million of pavement repair and subsequent utility repairs, so it would be about a million dollars right there. right away acquisition for future roads and uh, continuations of the hybrid mill and inlay. This is the important one, and we're going to talk a little bit about this because I mentioned it when we were at the business after hours, the new roads, mm-hmm. the additional roads. The continuation of the hybrid mill and inlay, Road Improvement Program to repair six miles of residential road where crack patch and seal treatment is an inadequate. And we're allocating $5.5 million mm. to that program. And that's the program where we just redid St. Andrew's Drive. That's the program that we just used to do redo McKenzie Road up in Enchanted Hills. And the same program that we used for May Circle over in Unit 16. Yeah. I and mean, that's
0: all my street would need. Yeah, there it you go. It doesn't need to be completely torn out.
1: Correct. So uh, in a mill and inlay kind of, you know, rips all the top surface off. They recompact underneath there, build it back up and then put the asphalt back down. So we want to continue that program that was highly successful. And as I mentioned to you at the business after hours, the roads that were completed under phase one of the mill and inlay program, as I mentioned, were McKinsey, St. Andrews, Grande Court, May Circle, 37th Avenue, 18th Avenue. That's a huge amount of streets that we're getting done. But here's the ones that are coming soon in the next phase. And those first three that we covered were Districts 3, 4, and 5, right? So that was basically about a million dollars in each district to go out and do these various different streets. And now coming up very soon here for Phase 2 of this in District 6, which includes utilities. This is an important one for the people that live in Vista Hills, This is Pyrite Drive, and that's a very long drive that actually crosses over Rockaway and goes from Northern all the way back around and then comes back around back up to where Shining Star Preschool used to be, right? Mm -hmm. And so this is a big stretch of road in District Six, right in the middle of Vista Hills. Very excited about that one getting done. By the way, the one in Pyrite that includes the utilities underneath the road.
0: Oh, good. Yeah. All the streets over there are named after some kind of rock.
1: Yeah, exactly. And then in District 1, you've got Bramble Court, you've got Estrella Road, you've got Ponderosa Court, you've got Lepsis Court, Algodonus Court, Bravo Court, Manzanita Court, Orbit Court, Hydra Road, Nova Court, Mira Court, and Fiat Court. And all of those include the utilities as well.
0: You're going to pay or fix all those?
1: All of those. Wow. So those are all kind of smaller ones, but they all add up to about a mile yeah, okay. if you, as you put them all together. Yeah. And in District Two, you've got Hollyberry Drive, you've got Plum Road, Blackberry Road, Peached Road, Hollyberry Court, Rebecca and Rebecca Court. Now you'll probably recognize those as pretty much all being up in North Hills. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's in the North Hills area. This is Phase Two. Of this mill and inlay program and what i'm very excited about is that we didn't know if we were going to have the money from last year that we had last year from the great gross receipts tax that came into the city we had great revenues on that we didn't know if that was going to carry over again this year and so i'm very happy to announce that this budget does allocate 5.5 million so we're going to be able to do the same thing in districts one through six Remember, we're going to spread this money out as equally as we can through the six city council districts because each city councilor is really lobbying for this money. And if we took it all and put it all into one location, that would really set a lot of the areas back. We're trying to lift all the areas at the same time, right? So I'm very excited about this five and a half million dollars that's proposed in this in the infrastructure fund. And then some of the other items, funding for Unser Boulevard widening, and this is to update and design the improvements for uh, Unser Boulevard, getting the right-of-way purchased, $500,000. And that's the widening between Cherry and Pasea de Volcan, where it bottlenecks. one lane, each direction. Yeah. yeah, so that's widening that section of Unser, which that's really getting to that level of needing to be done. Drainage improvements for Pine Road, Roundabout design for the intersection of Sarah and Meadowlark Road is right there. And a few other little things in here that are all basically designed around roads. And I see in quality of life, quick touching on this, adding funding for operations and programs at the hub. This is the new library and community center that's going to go up into Enchanted Hills. Repairs and improvements to parks, recreation and community services department, facilities. That includes, say, like a water heater at Haines Pool that needs to be replaced. Fencing at the sports complex fields one, two, and seven. And a big one here also is the repaving of the parking lot at the sports complex fields one and two. And if you've ever been down there where the baseball fields are, those parking lots are in horrible condition. So I'm really happy that we're finally going to get the money to address that And then the aquatic centers getting to the place, you know, these facilities age pretty quickly, especially when you have swimming pools inside the building, right? Humidity, Yeah. yeah, A lot of humidity, a lot of rust, things like that. So, uh, the aquatic center, $410,000 to, I believe, replace the roof, if I'm not mistaken there. And so you've got that for the aquatic center, the roof and some upgrades throughout that aquatic center, just updating it kind of as a, a whole. So there's a lot of different things, not just entirely the roof but there's a few different things that are going on along with that and so like i said the major part of our expenditures is personnel that provide all of these services and the city manager has uh, proposed a four percent cost of living increase across the board for all of our workers and obviously I'm going to support that when you that get through. That does
0: not include you or the city council because you're not in No,
1: no, no. It does not include me. Uh, the ma- elected officials cannot receive a pay increase or a pay decrease in term. So, no, that does not include anything for the elected officials. Absolutely not. Now, where does this leave us after we spend all this money? Well, this still leaves us an ending fund balance of about $28 million, which is really, really good. As you know, I've got a policy, the position of trying to maintain 25% reserves. And I'm glad that we have those reserves going into what people are thinking might be somewhat of a recession coming on. And That's what we're hearing in yeah.
0: the news is that uh, by the end of the year, they're expecting a recession.
1: Right. And so we want to make sure that we have the reserve funds to go ahead and maintain services and be able to safely navigate through any potential recession and fall off in revenues for the city. Because remember... The city is dependent on gross receipts tax. And if people stop spending money and there's a recession and, you know, we've already seen a fall off in the new home starts. Well,
0: that's because they're raising the interest rates to slow the economy to stop the inflation. Correct. Correct. To me, it seems like it raises the inflation, but that's a whole economic discussion that we're not going to have right here.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. (laughs) There's a lot to that. We can come back to that, but that's for sure. So at a balance of $28,440,000, that's actually a 34.6% reserve, which exceeds by almost 10% our target reserve of 25%. And that leaves us a bit of a buffer. And if we see that economic conditions aren't changing we can always pull some of that money out of that ending fund balance, which is just sitting there, and we can deploy that out to fix roads, to fix buildings. Uh, you know, It's one-time money, sure. so you don't want to do reoccurring expenses on this. Now, when you say it's just sitting there, you mean it's not earning any interest? So, yeah, a baseline amount. A no. very Yeah, baseline amount based on our very conservative investment policy. So, this is not going to be in a place where we've got it tied up in investments or anything so like that. So, it's
0: available if you need something... Correct. Water main breaks and tears up a street. You can go in and you'll have that money.
1: Correct. So that money is, is very accessible. So we do have other funds that have been put together, but when you look at the total budget, we're underspending our revenues by over $15 million as far as this budget is laid out, because our total revenues this year are budgeted to be around $96 million. And that's some incredible growth in revenue growth over the years. And mind you, That revenue growth has been very organic, Derek. When I first took office, I think our revenues, I'll have to go back and look at a budget from 2014 when I first took office. But I think our revenues back in 2014 were around, I don't know, 65 million, somewhere in that range. And we've grown this, and I'll point out, in nine years, we've only raised the gross receipts tax one-eighth of 1%, okay, in nine years.
0: So the increase is not generally not coming from taxpayers.
1: Correct. It will, it 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 is, is, it it is in the sense that we yeah, yeah. not, not by adding more to what they pay, but but adding more payers, adding more payers. Exactly. Mm -hmm. We've grown the tax base as opposed to what I call stacking it, right? It's grown wider, not taller. And so in that particular aspect, we've grown the revenues based on adding businesses to the community, adding value to the community. And so on these revenues of $96 million, We've got expected expenditures of around 82 million dollars and your personnel services are where your real reoccurring expenses really happen and those are around still still around about 61 million dollars so those are some of the high level totals that you're going to find in the budget. And the budget
0: is available for our listeners to look at on the city's webpage, Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. So go to rrnm.gov, and you can see all the various different departments, all the different things. And then the city council and myself will meet in the near future. I believe a press release already went out on that, and I apologize. I don't have the date here in front of me. But the city council and myself, along with city staff, will meet for what we call budget hearings. And that's where each department director will come in and kind of say, hey, this is what's in my budget. We'll look at it. We'll ask any questions that we have. And then once we get through budget hearings, then it'll go through two public hearing Processes where the public can come in. Just going to ask you that I've read the budget <laughs> online, and I have some suggestions
0: or ideas yes. as the public, and so I can have a say.
1: Absolutely. So you can come in and ask questions and say, "I'd like to know what this is. I'd like to know what that is." Give your opinions. Give your inputs on where the money's going and and how we're managing it, and uh, kind of go from there. I think a lot of people see this budget online because we really don't get a lot, huge amount of public feedback. On the budget, because we've got one of the most austere budgets in the state. We still operate on less money per capita than any other city in the state that's anywhere near our size. And as evidenced by Moody's upgrading our bond rating last year, they believe that the way that we're managing money deserved a bond upgrade. So that's like taking our credit score from, I don't know, as a city. And please, I'm just using numbers for the sake of using for examples, right? Mm -hmm. This is not the way they do it. But it'd be the equivalent of taking the city from a credit rating of seven fifty to eight hundred.
0: So they're comparing it to a personal credit
1: rating. Correct. Exactly. Exactly. But the budget's online, there's a lot there and we'll be talking more about that as we go through because next week I'm sure you'll want to know what I agreed with and what I <laughs> disagreed with because my budget message and why. should be out by next I'm hoping it'll be out by next Sunday for the next show. If not, we'll do it the week after next. Okay. So But as we've announced on the show, a lot more road repairs with all the roads that we've now fixed with residential and main roads. We're going to be approaching over 50 major road segments replaced just in the last seven years. And that's incredible progress. We started off the year at around 32 major road segments, and we're going to be able to add about 18 more to the list. And so. You're seeing the roads get better and better and better in Rio Rancho. And I will say this is that there's no way to fix them all at the same time. We don't have anywhere near the money that it takes to do that. So as I've said, it's like eating an elephant. You do it one bite at a time and you have to do it slowly and methodically and work your way through it. And we've made tremendous progress in getting the roads in the city fixed, but at the same time also fixing all the underlying infrastructure. And I remind people with the way we've done this, like that that 5.5 million that we spent this past year on the mill and inlay roads, we paid cash for that. That's not on a credit card. Right, no interest. There is no debt associated. So we have no debt payments on the roads that we did under the mill and inlay program. And this year coming up, this 5.5 million, That's money we're using as one-time capital expenditure that we won't have a reoccurring expense on. So, we're paying cash for that as well. And the corresponding utilities underneath the roads, we've been working with the utility to fund the underlying utilities. And we've paid cash for that as well. So, going forward, we've encumbered the city far less uh, than you can possibly imagine, but exponentially improve the infrastructure without acquiring debt. Now, this is like any other household, if you want to go out and put a billion dollars on a credit card, well, you can go ahead and spend that money now, but by the time you pay it off, you're just going to have to, at that point, borrow another $2 billion to replace it all again. So if you can methodically work through it, where when you get to the other side, then you have to start replacing this infrastructure, and there's no debt service, and you can put 100% of whatever you're earning toward fixing those problems. You've got a huge leg up because I know when I took office, we were encumbered with so much debt that we didn't have the cash flows necessary to start cash funding some of this stuff. So we've paid down some debt. We've grown our revenues organically, not on the backs of the taxpayers. okay? and we've put it to good use and we've been very careful and austere about not adding massive amounts of reoccurring expenses against these new revenues. So that's the thing that you have to watch for and be very, very careful about. And right now we're looking at every dollar that comes in above our operating cost as a one-time dollar. And we're putting those dollars to one-time expenses like fixing roads, improving buildings, and uh, replacing a lot of critical public safety equipment. But doing it by paying cash instead of putting it all on the credit card. Which future generations would have to pay for.
0: I'm glad you are fixing the potholes, yes. as you've always done. Uh-huh. Did you see Arnold Schwarzenegger out there in Brentwood, California, having uh-huh. to pour concrete into a hole in front of his house? They have pictures of him because oh. the city didn't fix the pothole. <laughs> well,
1: I did not see yeah, that. Yeah, he's I out did there with a the wheelbarrow that. and the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. And we're trying to keep up with the potholes. And I will tell you, if there is a pothole in the city somewhere, you can always report it online, and we try to get out and fix it as quickly as we can. I know that we're coming into the spring season, so weeds are up. Bounding, yes. and the city will be out fighting the good fight and trying to keep in the weeds back at the same time. And I'm telling you, there's going to be a lot more weeds this year, Derek, than last oh, all because water, of all yeah. the water. Yeah. I mean, look how full the river is. I drove I across the river the other day and it's rolling fast too, because it's Brown. So let me tell everybody, please, Be careful around that river because you see how brown it is. That means it's moving fast and it's sweeping the bottom, which is rolling all that mud to the top, right? And it's muddy and it's murky. And if you get sucked under, it's going to be real hard to find you.
0: Um, It was down in the Ridoso area. They're they're having flooding. Though snow's melting so fast.
1: Yes. So yeah. We're lucky where we are. Yeah. We're lucky where we are. And I would love to see more of it stay up in the reservoirs and get those reservoirs filled up. But uh, at the same point in time, we just want to remind everybody, please be very, very cautious around that river right now because it can be very dangerous and it can get you in a flash. If you've ever lived around a river, when they're running as fast as this one is, they can be really dangerous. But, hey, Derek, that being said, once again, just want to encourage everybody that things in Rio Rancho are going really great. And so with that, I'm going to let everybody get off to church and wish you and everybody out there a happy Sunday and God bless.